Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Good evening and welcome. This is Tell Me Everything. So good to be with you. I'm John Fugelsang. We have a lot of ground to cover tonight. Thea Harper and I are coming to you live from uh, high atop the Howard Stern Tower, 432 floors above Gotham. We are live in a very empty building tonight. Chris Houselt, our heroic executive producer, runs this whole thing remotely from South Carolina. It's great to have you with us. A couple of bits of business we got to get to. We're going to be going to Chicago Saturday the 24th. Go to SexyLiberal.com for that. And then the big one. The big show in L.A. at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills, right there on Wilshire by La Cienega. You know it. Uh, that's going to be a huge show with some very special guests. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention. We have wonderful Congress people joining us, but I don't think I can say their names yet. But please come join us either in Chicago or L.A. OK, this week on the show, it just keeps on getting better, man. Julian Lennon returns to our show this week. He has a new album out. I am so excited to welcome that beautiful, evolved, wonderful guy back to our show. You won't want to miss it. Let's do a show. 866-997-4748. So glad you guys are here. All right. What did we say last week when this whole special master brouhaha was going on? We said it's not going to change the outcome. It's only going to slow it down. And it turns out that's exactly what happened. Now, you'll remember Donald Trump lied his large spray tanned ass off, uh, said that these documents were declassified when they weren't. He said that uh, he had executive privilege, which he didn't, you know, just over and over again. Right. And then they said they demanded they get a special master, which, you know, they're serious because Donald Trump will tell you the escort charges more for to call you that. But they got Judge Deary. Reagan era, 78 years old, to be their special master. So Judge Deary has asked Trump's legal team for declarations about any actions he's taken to declassify material. Because, you know, it was a lie that he declassified anything. And Trump's team has said in a new filing they're resisting that request because that could be their defense for future criminal charges. You, you understand? They, they said, we want this guy to be the special master to review it. So, they, okay, Judge gave him his own pick. And now he says, we want to know what's your position on declassification. And now they're furious. How many hours, how many days until Donald Trump is publicly insulting Judge Deary, who his own lawyers demanded be appointed special master? Oh, my God, these fascists. Again, Trump's team is refusing to cooperate with the special master they demanded. He demanded a special master. He won. He asked for it to be Raymond Deary, and he won. 
And now his team is furious that Raymond Deary is asking for any evidence about what Trump says he declassified. And he's publicly furious having another tantrum. What do you guys give it? 12 hours? Two days before Donald Trump starts playing victim over this? Our friend Glenn Kirshner says, important new data point, Trump's lawyers refuse to tell Special Master Judge Deary if Trump actually declassified anything because it would hurt their defense to the merits of any subsequent indictment. Hang in there, friends. Indictments are coming. You know, sort of like Rudy Giuliani telling the press all day long there was election fraud. And then when he's actually under oath in front of a judge saying, oh, no, judge, we're not making any claims of election fraud. Let's go to the phones. We're at 866-997-4748. Leroy in Minnesota has been on hold forever. Uh, Thea, please pick up on Leroy's call for us. Thank you, Leroy, for waiting. Welcome. Hey, what's up, John? How are you? How are you, sir? Good evening. How you man, doing? I enjoy the fuck out of you, man. Uh, oh, hell, I'm honored I, I by that. Thank on you. your Facebook messenger with a yeah. picture of me doing some barbecue for uh, Celebration Life, and I said, you are welcome at the barbecue anytime. Now, you better watch out. I will take you up on that, sir. Yeah, I I don't know if you got people to handle that. That's cool, but I just wanted to look. Actually, I'm doing 140 pounds of barbecue chicken and 120 hot dogs for the Blue Earth County DFL's annual picnic. I do that every year for them, you know, trying to get votes out. Wow, what a patriot. That's lovely. You know what? You're making me hungry. You know I I live with all vegetarians, right? Like, like I'm a vegetarian 25 days of the month, so when I'm on the road, I'm a carnivore. So I might, so I might have you to come to Minnesota. Bring your ass on down here. We barbecue, baby. Folks, you know? we have this wonderful you, you, Facebook. You're a righteous brother. We have this Facebook page. We really do for the show, believe it or not. And compared to most series XF shows, we have a lot of followers. Uh, and Leroy McClelland did, in fact, write to me uh, a beautiful photo to our Facebook page of all the chicken he's cooking on the grill. <laughs> Thank you for that. Man, I got off work at night shift. You know, I work at a power plant. I got off work at night shift, and I promise a barbecue for my my friends my uh, sister passed so i mm. got up it's you know since when i got off work i barbecued and then dropped it off and i went to sleep so i didn't go to the celebration but uh like i said i'm doing 120 pounds for uh, for the dfl try to get people out and vote and get us activated <sighs> my god uh, man i just appreciate the hell out of you brother I'm, i mean i enjoy really your honored. show Thank you i mean well you, you know you some of this you bring up the religious part of it breaking down the beatitudes and you know just so many things is we in such agreement that's just common sense and uh, and even some of the m- music and the movie stuff that I never knew about. I hear you talk about. Oh, I'm that's very grateful. Thank you. Before. Uh, you know, they're, they're great at this channel. When they when they when they asked me to take our show from the old channel to this channel, I was just like, "Can I still just can we still play all the music and, and talk about all the films and theater and books and keep a lot of culture? Because I don't want to just be the angry liberals screaming for three hours channel. I want to be able to talk about goofy stuff and have comics on and have conservatives call and you know take breaks from being outraged all the time. So thank you so much. Yeah, I'm very honored. Exactly. Well, the other day I was calling because it was like September 11. I, I must have missed it at the end, and we were. You were talking about on, on the anniversary now. I said, I remember when Mankato, Minnesota, Mike Lindell, pillow guy, got arrested or got the FBI confiscated his phone at the Hardee's in Mankato. Yes, thoughts and prayers for that, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and maybe you don't know about Mankato. One of the other things Mankato's famous for was uh, the site of the largest mass hanging simultaneously in, in the world. Uh, really? 38 or 37 uh, Lakota Sioux warriors or Half of them weren't even wrong, but Abraham Lincoln signed that. They hung them oh, all at one time on a ridiculous yep, heard of chapel it. with 38 people right there in Mankato, Minnesota, downtown. I've heard of that uh, one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. you know, we made a lot of peace with that. And the Dakota come here every year, and they, there's a big, beautiful buffalo 
uh, we, we have a Casota stone that's around this area, and they carved a big buffalo out of it. They, they ride horses every year on Christmas Eve and uh, day after Christmas all the way from South Dakota, and, then, you know, it's a reconciliation deal. Sounds um, beautiful. Yeah, it, it was, you know, putting peace with, you know, that was a horrible thing. But yes. the, other, the thing you were talking about 9-11, I was just remembering after um, Timothy McVeigh blew up the yes, federal business. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a soldier, veteran, National Guard. But I remember thank you for your service. I'm sitting. At, uh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm sitting in, uh, you know, student union. We're hanging out down there. The brothers, African American guys, all hanging out here. The brothers, and and a lot of the international students. After when they didn't know it was a white guy that blew up to some bitch, all of a sudden all these Hindus, Muslims, and brown people of all oh, different yeah. They were all coming to the sitting outside the student union, kind of next to the brothers. Yeah. I said, I said. Oh. I said, nah. I said, oh, I guess y'all not as unique and y'all realize, and, you know, now y'all motherfucking black now. Come on <laughs> over here, motherfucker. We'll, we'll protect you. That's ain't much fun right now. And that and was before said, no. 9-11. But that was before 9-11, yeah. by the way. But they but were still was, terrified the because they couldn't believe it'd be a right-wing white guy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But when it came down, all of the international students that were brown were catching hell in Mankato, Minnesota. Oh, they were getting course. threats. They were getting violence. I said, so now you want to identify with the brothers who y'all was looking down your freaking nose at. Come on over, motherfucker. Now you want to. Were they really? No. And at least, and well, you showed them how to do it. Nine eleven. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But it, but it was a time when I finally felt like the country was like everybody was together, unless you was a brown Muslim. Exactly you know? right. I mean, but but it, it was just wasted, and that that, that energy that could have been brought to bring us together and do something more than just shop i agree and i hear you know i hear this all the time i you know a lot of my a lot of my and i look i I, we all have right-wing conservative people in our lives we love we all do and and i hear them always say the same thing you know after 9-11 when we all really came together we all really came together after 9-11 and i'm like yeah and how'd that work out we came together behind the republican president and look how well that turned out for everybody we We went and invaded the wrong country you know, yeah, he didn't ask us to sacrifice. We all wanted to do something to be. No, he cut taxes for rich people. Cut taxes for rich people and said, go out and spend more money. And yeah, and had, you know, the ultimate Dine and Dash presidency, right? Two wars off the books, not paid for. And then he just left. Yeah. And, and like, and that's the Bush legacy. Two wars off the books. It was Obama who paid for those damn wars. That's right. <laughs> but, you know. About the American the attention span, we don't remember I mean, those I'm things. I'm with my Democrats too, and but I mean, I love my I, I'm a Democrat because the Republicans are so crazy. But I just we're not building nothing. We don't have mm-hmm. any new ideas. We're talking about let's make America great again, or let's go back, and we and we're just trying to maintain. I'm like, we got flooding going on. We got all this. We can't do a massive works project, but we build canals and pipelines to bring the flooded water to Lake Mead. Well, I mean, let's be fair. We've, we we've begun that? it a bit. We've begun a bit. I got to give some credit to this administration. I'm not a Democrat. Yeah. Republicans forced me to vote that way. I've never belonged to the party. But yeah, and, and Joe Biden wasn't my top choice or top three choices. But this infrastructure plan is going to put a lot of people to work. It's nowhere near as big as it needed to be, but it's the biggest thing happening in our lifetime. The chips but plan just passed hard? last month is going to lead to so much manufacturing of electronics exactly. here in America. And again, I don't think companies that ship their manufacturing overseas should be allowed to call themselves American companies anymore. I don't think Levi's should be allowed to use the flag in their ads. 
since they sent all of the American jobs overseas. So, like, I'm, I'm with you. We've got to bring manufacturing back to this country. But, but, but now you make mean, work, public works projects. Yeah. New roads, highways. How the hell is that partisan? I'll t- I mean, indeed, no. You know what it is. It, also, I'm thinking like let's let's finally get the bullet trains going. I mean, you want to talk public no works shit. programs? You want to go for like an Eisenhower level public works? Let's redo. Let let's do what the interstate highway plan was one of the best government programs that was ever ever to exist, and let's go ahead and start building Japanese style bullet trains that are are exactly. less harmful for the environment that can get people where they got to go faster and cheaper. It is the way of the future. I love flying on airplanes. But come on, man, we can do this. We can create jobs. We, we can, can stimulate economies in so many cities. There's so much we could do if we had the will. So and why do smart... my Republican brothers don't believe in America's greatness? I know. Because I, I believe know. we can do anything. Well, I, I believe Republican presidents can. The Minnesota Valley or the Mississippi River Valley and ship it all the way to the desert and make it bloom. We can, we <laughs> yeah. can pump oil. We can pump water. We but can you do, know what? I, 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 I think American exceptionalism that we can do anything. I'm with you. I'm with you. But I, I, parse, par, at times, I think that only Republican presidents could do these things. Like Donald Trump could have given us single payer health care. He could have done it. You know, he ran on it in twenty in twenty fifteen. He, ran, I know he's a complete fraud. But can you imagine if Donald Trump told his army of ditto heads to fight for the same access to health care all of our allies have? It's not socialism, folks. All the capitalist countries have this. If Donald Trump had fought for it. We'd have it if Donald Trump had fought for a massive public works project that would put people to, to to work all over the country. We'd have it like Democrats would go along with that. I mean, it, it could happen, but I don't know. I just fear it would have to come from a Republican because they, they would shut down a Democrat over it. Democrat would never get it out the out, out the starting gate, but a Republican maybe could do it. Start pushing it, though. I, well, I want them really to. to. We, we got to start talking about. I mean. The big ideas. You look at the yeah. pictures of Dubai and China. They're building things. They're massive projects. Public works, bringing stuff in the future. And I, and I, I I'm with Joe Biden, which is you know the, the, the small infrastructure. But God damn, man. Why, why, yeah, but those two. Be, but but you're you're bringing up two countries that have very different economies than us. I mean, you know. I know, but China, we can still build things. China's state run. The state wants to build it, and Dubai's a family-owned corporation. The family wants to build That's it. Right. You know, here you got to get four thousand. We can do things. We can, but 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 we can't because the Republican Party is diseased right now. The Republican Party can't work yeah. with Democrats because if any Republican, and this is true, and I challenge my Republican friends, prove me wrong. If any Republicans say yes, I'll work with a Democrat, that Republican yeah. gets primaried. They gets can't. Primaried. If they do their jobs, they lose their job. And there's always someone angrier and more racist who hates liberals more waiting to primary you. And that's why you can't have cooperation. A, a Republican legislature can't work with a Democratic president or they will lose their job. Well, then we got to vote. Yeah. Um, that's it. We need to purge them because it's, it's not a Republican or Democrat. We, we haven't built any goddamn thing. I know. I'm with in, you. In my life. I know. No, we, we haven't. No the internet. Camps, no major projects. No, and all of our no electronics are built overseas as well. Yeah. And I, listen, I'm with you. I'm a big believer in this. You know, the problem with it is any kind of plan to bring manufacturing back here always has to go the same way. The rich guys have to be slightly less rich. You know, it, it, you need to pay a living wage to the workers. Right. And that means that the CEOs have to take a little bit less. And you know what? They're never going to go for it because they'd rather just outsource it all overseas. And this is an argument that conservative brothers and sisters 
can come along with. Like, I think we can reach conservatives on this. We should have American manufacturing. Conservatives and liberals should be agreeing on this and fighting on this. I think we could get there. I don't understand it. It fluxes me uh, because it's so damn simple. Yeah, it's the tribalism. It's more important than trying to build something. But anyway, man, I appreciate you. And uh, thank you. I, I what an honor. Party would start using some of your <laughs> rhetoric, brother. Take care. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what we can do about that. They're scared of me. Come down for a barbecue. Uh, you know what? I was hoping to be there this year. Didn't happen. I haven't been to your state in three years, and I'm very homesick for it. So hopefully next year we'll be coming back to Minneapolis. But thank you so so well, much. We can Leroy. grill vegetables too, brother. All right. Okay, I can do that. We grill vegetables too. I'm I'm a carnivore. I'm telling. You, I'm only vegetarian 25 days of the month. I, I go on the road. I'm allowed to to eat meat. So I'll come over there and embarrass myself. Thank you so much. We got to hit a All break. Right, man, you take care of yourself, brother. God bless you. Thank you so much. When we now I'm hungry. When we come back, more of your calls. We're joined by the great Rhonda Handsome. I want to play a bit more of uh, Biden's 60 Minutes appearance as well. Taking your calls at 866-997-4748. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We are at 866-997-4748. I want to play one more clip and then bring in Miss Rhonda Hansom. This is Joe Biden from 60 Minutes last night, and they asked him about guns. And he got to Bidening and... Uh, I think this is when he's at his strongest. I want to know what you think. For example, we passed the most extensive gun legislation in 30 years, although I'm not going to rest till we get assault weapons banned, which I did once before when I was a senator. Assault weapons banned. Assault, assault weapons banned. There's no rationale. Deer aren't running through the woods wearing Kevlar vests. Somebody came in and told you about Uvalde when it happened. And I wonder what you thought. Again, I've gone to every one of those places. And in Uvalde, I spent time with every single four hours, four hours, and the pain, pain. And it's just so, so unnecessary, so wrong. Who the hell need, eh, don't get me going, but I've met with every one of those families and, and, and the extended families. Four hours. Look, our kids should be learning how to read and write, not duck and cover. Think about that. Think of the mental impact on these kids going back to school. You saw it. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's not who we are. But we've got to stop it. 
We've got to stop it. And the NRA continuing to push the sale of assault and semi-automatic weapons is bizarre. Okay, so I don't know why that sounded like a hostage video, but it was very dramatic. And that's the Biden, I think, that is the most effective, the compassionate man who is out there and caring a lot. And again, all the haters and racists who say he's feeble. You know, Donald Trump said it, too, that he's his cognitive decline. I, I love hearing the Trump supporters call Biden senile because they're saying, oh, it was a senile man who kicked Trump's ass in two consecutive debates and an election. For more, let's go to someone smarter than me, Rhonda Handsome, great comedian, writer, actor. She opened for Anita Baker. She's open for Dana Ross and Aretha Franklin. She does great solo shows, and you can catch her on Politipod, available on SoundCloud. Ms. Handsome, welcome back. I'm black, y'all. Thank God. Thank God, Rhonda. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm great, John. I really am great. Not just because on Sunday I'll be singing with Groovin on a Sunday and not just because I'm directing a piece in the uh, New York Festival, New York Theater Festival Winterfest in November, but I am going to be working with two of the best political comics in New York City. I am going to be working with Scott Blakeman and you in the uh, political comedy off-Broadway run of Indictment Excitement at 555 <laughs> Theater. I am just so thrilled about that. I guess this is I guess it's something to be officially announced then, huh? Cuz I, I just heard about it, but yes, I'm doing some shows with you in New York off-Broadway this year. I I am beside myself and we're going to have a lot of special guests. I'm hoping we can get Al Frank and I hear he's been skulking around the comedy club, so this would be a perfect <laughs> place for him. And uh it, it, it's going to be a lot of fun uh all the way west on 42nd Street and uh tickets will be available next Monday on Venue Tick. So uh, people should be prepared to come out and we'll have uh, a core of people and rotating special guests coming in and just laughter and making fun of the political scene right up through to the midterms. Well, I, I, I headlined Laughing Liberally Off-Broadway. We did a run in 2019 um, yes. just, uh, just before uh, COVID happened because uh, I remember because I had mono and I had a fever on stage every night and it was really really fun having you on those shows so I'm glad to uh, to be a part of it this time and I'm I'm glad you're in handling the production side this time and not me yeah <laughs> okay I'll, I'll keep track of those things yeah Good. I'm but, happy to but be it's, it's going to be fun and there's and there's always so much stuff going on politically and everyone comes from a different point of view has a different slant on things that uh, the audience will will all be entertained and and be be laughing throughout the evening okay well you've sold me i'll be there I, he asked me if i could do this run folks and i just said to the i just said to the producer i'm like as long as you can let me out by 8 30 every night so i can hop on a bike and get home to to do the show so all right good thank you Rhonda. you'll be able to do that you will be able to do that I've been wanting to we're going to get to the calls in a second, but I've been wanting to have you on to talk about what we've been seeing in Martha's Vineyard. You know, I think a lot of Americans learned quite a bit last week about the phenomena from the 1960s that was known as uh, the reverse migration and how a lot of African-American families found themselves packed onto buses and shipped up north by, you know, the white citizens council and other racist individuals. 
And we saw a lot of echoes of that in what uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, not to be confused with Ron Handsome, he's totally different Ronda, um, what he did uh, last week to migrants. People have been trying to say Joe Biden does the same thing. It's not true. The president is allowed to move migrants around the country. They have to to make room at the border for, you know, empty beds. But also um, these migrants were lied to to get on a plane. Ron DeSantis had them lied to about getting jobs and cash. He used COVID funds to traffic these people around the country. Like in so many different regards, it has nothing to do with what, you know, the federal government does. It was just meanness and it was just using humans as pawns to make racists feel like they'd own the libs. Well, you know, people keep talking about the the echoes of uh, what was done to to blacks. I, I just feel like uh, white supremacists need to get a new playbook. It, it's really it, it's really kind of tired. <laughs> I am completely upset with the fact that we don't have an immigration policy that is able to handle this human humanely. We are a, a, a country that should be able to control what's going on with uh, people coming in and coming out and and do it in a humane manner. I mean, to lie to people and tell them that there were jobs. In fact, I thought when people were saying migrants, I thought migrants were people who who were coming specifically for work that was set aside for them, that was that was clearly marked for them. And what I feel is that it's it's not actually that. And they are being lied to and told there is work for them when there isn't. Um, It's it's very disturbing for me because I feel like COVID funds are being um, misused and funds that need to go to people who are citizens are being uh, misused. On top of that, no one in Martha's Vineyard knew they were coming. You know, when the federal government moves migrants around the U.S. to help relocate them, they they tell officials, hey, a plane's landing later on. And then wait a minute. But John, the thing is. We have so much surveillance through all of our devices, through the lampposts, through through um, lights, uh, traffic lights. The FBI is listening to all of our conversations and 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 uh, phone sex. I mean, how could this not be known? How could it not be known that people are just being transported from one state to the other uh, in in a fraudulent and taxpayer waste money way wait Rhonda, you're saying the fbi listens to our phone sex (laughs) oh yes they have tapes i I begged you to never mention that on the air i begged you to never mention that on the air please (laughs) they have tapes you got me through some rough times Rhonda, but i begged you to never bring that up on the air (laughs) all right i i I will try to remember that What also got me is that so many of the trolls are so keen to lie about this that the uh, another false narrative emerged, which was, oh, uh, the Martha's Vineyard people deported them right away. Oh, these liberals welcomed them. No, they didn't. The liberals deported them right away. A, A, it's like saying, well, the liberals are as morally shitty as we are. So stop pretending you're better. But B, they didn't deport anyone. Deporting means you ship them out of the country. Instead, a Republican governor brought them to a military base that has adequate resources to care for them. And they're now on Cape Cod. They've all had medical attention. They've all been able to see immigration lawyers. It's a Republican governor who's helping them. 
And yet still they have to push the lie. Oh, the liberals deported the migrants because, hey, they're as indifferent to suffering as the politicians we admire. John, we have been abusing words here and and uh, to, to say that they were deported when they weren't. I mean, this this goes all the way back to alt facts and just changing the uh, definition of vaccines, changing the, the definition of reparations. I mean, our our country is really, really in trouble. You know that America is in trouble on a day when the Artemis launch doesn't happen and and EBT food stamps go down. You can't go to the moon. You can't even go to the bodega, John. It really <laughs> is in trouble. Only you could link those two topics, and I love you for it. Okay, okay. we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Progress. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And welcome back. Let me go to the phones. Can we please take a call? Because Thea, we're having a ghost in the machine kind of night, Rhonda. So Thea's having to do all the heavy lifting. Thea, can we take Beachside Bill, please, in Florida? Hello, Bill. You're on with Rhonda Handsome. Hello. John, good evening. Hey. John, Rhonda, oh. good evening. Hey, good Hello. Monday evening to you. Good evening. Hey, when are y'all gonna, uh, thank you. When are y'all going to get down to Florida? We need you down here. <laughs> I wish. I was, I was just down there a couple of weeks ago. And no, it was a couple months well. ago. Uh, hopefully soon. Where in Florida are you? I live on the Space Coast, right here in uh, Indian Harbor Beach, right here in Melbourne, you know, right along the Space Coast. Cocoa Beach, you know, just south of Cocoa Beach. Brilliant. Thank you. So, What's on your mind? I, I, I had a couple quick things. I'll get to the horse shit in a minute. But okay. I, uh, uh, a name for uh, uh, my, the asshole rep- represents me is uh, Governor Degenerate. Okay. And I want to bring up a point about the migrants not migrants, they are refugees to me. Okay. And I, I saw several, several elderly people there, and I think they should, uh, that the Santa should be, whatever I call him, should be brought up on uh, uh, the late night. It should, he, he should be brought up on elderly abuse charges. What do you think? I think definitely, yeah. I mean, there's a host of charges, and I don't think he'll be brought up on any of them. But, yeah. um, I mean, laws seem to have been broken. These people were boarded onto these planes under deeply false pretenses. I went through earlier in the show the whole list of all the different things they were promised, none of which were actually yeah. real. So, yeah, I mean, there has been fraud committed, and these people were lied to. Now, most likely, no one's going to press charges because these migrants don't want to create any enemies. They just want jobs. They just want to go to work. So I don't yeah. think you'll see anything, but they were promised eight months cash assistance, assistance with housing, food, clothing, transportation, two job interviews, job training, job placement, registering children for school, assistance applying for Social Security guards. And it was all a lie. It was all to get them on planes to own the libs. Deceitful as far as I'm concerned. He, he is a deceitful. He's an evil son of a bitch, this prick that represents me. One quick thing on, on, on horse shit. Um, I, I, I'm off Twitter, so I was today I was watching the Queen's procession, right? And I had a couple of observations about the horses. Poor, I, the one animal, 
he had these two big bongos on the side of him here, and this guy's banging the fucking bongos, right? You know, he's banging the fucking, and the horse is going, you know, a little, a little, his head's going up and down and shit, right? But the other is thing the was... Queen, the Queen's funeral thing. has bongos? I didn't even know. Go on, please. Well, no, big bongos. They were on top of the horse. You know, the, with the, the guy who bearing the, wearing the big hat and all that shit. You know, I don't know what the hell they call it. You know, whatever the hell okay. they call it. But the other it's thing It's a British was, thing. The guy on the horse with the shit. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bag of the bongos. But the other, the other thing was, you watch him going up, you watch him, and they have to uh, maneuver around the horse shit. And some of them stepped in it, right? And the wheels go through it. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing my ass off, and I couldn't get on fucking Twitter because I'm still suspended. But you're still. What suspended. do you think about that? Now, why, why, were you sus- shit. why were you suspended huh? from Twitter? Why were you suspended from Twitter? Oh well, I, I, I just I'm actually I'm on TikTok now. I'll have to remind you, but uh, uh, Twitter suspended me because I, I put up a SpaceX video. I, 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 you know, I told you last year I used the word fuck a lot, and you know, and they they sent me. Yeah, I told you that, so. I could get out once more, John. I've told you that, but I'm not going to get on yet. I'm stubborn now. Fuck them now. I, I don't right. want to get on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hear so, you. Well, okay. Oh, well, the, I, I got to thank you go because I, you, you might not know this, but there's nothing Rhonda cares about more than the royal family. And so you giving us a play-by-play of what happened in the funeral today. Um, I think the funeral's still going on, and I just hope someday my child can grow up and enjoy the Queen's funeral because I'm sure it'll still be going on by the time he's an adult. This... Yeah, it's it's really. it's quite a the queen is already she's already come back as a nine year old Hindu boy. I mean, it it, it, it it's been a long pro. I'm all for grief. Yeah. God knows I, I'm a Catholic. We we live on grief. Uh, I, I eat a oh, yeah. John, do, do, yeah. do you do you know the king has uh, has left a message for her to call him? <laughs> you know, who has who did? Oh, the guy with the he? suspenders, the, who, who died, the uh, talk show host with this. Oh, Larry King. Larry, Larry King. King. Gotcha. <laughs> Let me me, me ask you guys about this, because here's here's my biggest takeaway from watching the funeral, because I've gone through all the different stages an American goes through watching this of thinking like, oh, gee, you know, I I, I do the queen a long time. Uh, Oh, that's too bad. She's gone. Oh, wow. These people really take it seriously. Wait a second. It's not like a real monarchy. Wait a second. This is all crazy. These people are crackpots. What the fuck is wrong with British people? And then getting over the cynicism and realizing this person was so loved by so many people. I was having this conversation earlier today. Is there a was there a more famous person alive on earth than Queen Elizabeth? I mean, who's 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 more well known around the world? The Pope, Paul McCartney, Beyonce, Madonna, who's who's more known and who's more loved? I'm trying to imagine who in all of America could die John she, and have she this many people loved. united in grief. Like who He was who, loved. But, but, but since Franklin but Roosevelt, also, since President Kennedy, can you imagine? I'm going to get to. I'll yeah. get to her shitty things in a second. I'll get to colonialism yeah. in a second. What I'm saying is, who in America since JFK's death can you imagine this many people being united with in grief? I, I, I mean, not Michael Jackson, not Ronald Reagan. I can't think of any American who's died where there'd be this kind of universal outpouring of of, of love. I I can't think of anyone, Rhonda. I don't know. I you're right. I think you're correct. She is the most well-known woman in the world. Was the well-known. She was loved, but she was so world. divisive. Her lineage was oh, yeah. so divisive. Her lineage and was so, divisive. Uh, and I agree. and yeah. and so 
cruel and and so many people died uh based on their uh their greed and the the avarice the warmonging i mean i feel like she was a very divisive figure at least on social media she has she has caused a, a, yeah. a great d- a division among people you know now can i get in trouble with the liberals because here, here's the deal i'm not going to deny that her wealth was the byproduct of colonialism that pillage and looting were the backbone of the fortune she and her family enjoys but i've been asking everyone this ronda on my on my lefty friends um who did she colonize like she was the monarch during the greatest period of decolonization when over 20 african nations left the commonwealth several dozen countries have celebrated their independence from britain since she became the the queen not denying the legacy of colonialism but to me she was the decolonizer isn't that fair to say uh well not in my book not in my book ahead, john please, I, tell me. I i feel like it is a bit of uh whitewashing uh, you know of the history and i am telling you <laughs> i'm not loving her john but what I'm am not, I white? What am I? Hang on. I'm, I'm not trying to whitewash anything. I'm, I'm really I've been going through this for two weeks and I'm really, really trying to to be as as fair and to the facts as possible. I'm not saying that her wealth wasn't the byproduct of a colonial Britain, but she's the one who never colonized a country in 70 years. And she's the one who oversaw the greatest decolonization. Dozens of countries leaving the British those, Empire on exactly, watch. those countries were leaving and declaring their independence, and many more want to still want to do that now. They were yeah. announcing it even the, the, the week of her death that that uh, they they want to leave the Commonwealth. I'm just and, saying, if we're going to call her a colonizer when she never did the actual colonizing, no, I always I, I say be her fair lineage. Her. I always say her lineage, and because we have we have to be aware of the. The wealth that comes from the horror that the lineage has uh, inflicted, the power that comes from the horror that the lineage inflicted. That's uh, and 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 I'm thinking of that even, you know, in in terms of things here in America, the Americans fought to be rid of of that kind of rule and Mm -hmm. the lineage of people who enslaved Africans here, blacks here. It continues to this day the same way the destructiveness of her lineage still reverberates throughout this world. And with no with no apologies, with no That's the other uh, thing. remorse. There was no apologies. There was no yeah. taking responsibility. There was no attempt to ever make amends or acknowledge anything. And in full disclosure, also, this is awkward because we all remember that Rhonda dated Prince Charles for about seven years back in the early 80s. And that was awkward for all of us. Anyone who remembers Studio 54 all too well remembers uh, oh, yeah. the the gory details of Rhonda's very messy courtship with uh, with Prince Charles back in the late 70s. And I know, John, I asked you I know not you don't to like speak me, of I'm that. I'm sorry. I know you don't like me bringing it up, but, you know, he peaked with you, baby. That's all I'm saying. Camilla can't, can't hold a candle to you. <laughs> I brought up quickly. I brought up Hong Kong last week, John. Remember, I brought up Hong Kong. Imagine, imagine now she they they decolonized from 25 years ago. But imagine if the British had stayed, and the Chinese were going to uh, you know take over and they're going to lose all their rights. What what do you think would have happened? Do you think the British would have stood up to China? 
I think I'm glad I don't have to make that call. What do you think would have happened? Yeah, I know. Well, I think think they would have. I think they would have had to. I mean, the queen, I think they would have had to if it Mm. it came down to a war, you know, or or losing their rights and everything, right? Because that's what they're doing anyway. You know. Superpowers generally don't get into wars that they can lose. You know, uh, yeah. we didn't think Iraq was going to we didn't think Iraq was yeah. going to bleed us dry for years. And God knows Putin didn't think uh, Ukraine was going to show him up as well as they yeah. have. So I, I kind of really. feel like when it comes to, you know, wars where a lot of people could get hurt, superpowers find ways to avoid that. Yep. Anyway. Okay. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Have a good night. Thanks a lot. Right. 866. Thanks, John. Thank you. Forty-seven, forty-eight. I can't hang up on calls, Rhonda. So it's it's. Uh, well, here I am. Oh, I can. No, you're oh, still, still there. Here. That's okay. Well, Thea's going to hang I'm up. Still on here. Me. All right, I can talk. Yeah. I don't care. Or actually, you know what? You're you're free to hang up as well. You can do. No, nope. <laughs> I think you. Oh, should I hang know. Up first. All right. Yeah, I'll hang up. All right. It I, why don't works you hang both up first? <laughs> no, you you hang up first. This one time. Okay. Thank you. Eight six six nine nine seven forty seven forty eight. Quick break. We'll be right back. And welcome back. 866-997-4748. Rhonda, this just came through. A new poll from New York Times, Siena, found Democrats uh, are not doing as well as they have in the past with Hispanic voters. But overall, they're still winning with Hispanic voters. Hispanic voters choose Democrats over Republicans on the economy, 43 to 41. Crime and policing, 43 to 37. Illegal immigration, 46 to 37. Gun policy, 49 to 34, legal immigration, 55 Democrats, 29 percent Republicans, climate and energy, 59 percent Democratic Party, 24 percent Republican Party. It's telling that they didn't ask about abortion because a lot of Catholic cultures are against that. But we've really seen a sea change in Democrats from going through writing obituaries and suicide notes to having a good amount of hope for this coming fall. I mean, I've never seen anything like this where a party in power is looking to get shellacked at the midterms, and then suddenly they just, uh, what's that phrase, do shit, and people notice. Well, I think, uh, I'm not a big sports fan, but I think it's called like a Hail Mary pass or something. He's trying to pull some things together be, you know, to help uh, limp through the midterms coming up here, to give people a reason to live, to give people a reason to go vote. <laughs> but, it, but, but it's abortion, right? I mean, abortion being repealed by the Supreme Court, I think, really gets the most credit for any kind of progress we see. I mean, they just awoke into Sleeping Giant and people who were not going to show up to vote, especially young people, are so engaged now. Well, I I think they they really need to establish it, not just abortion. You know, to to me, I I, I just think that is such a, a, a straw man argument when it really is our health, American health, you know, we, we're trying to make it uh, women against men, uh, mm-hmm. pro-life against pro-choice. And really, we need a, a real recognition of our health system to yeah. uh, invest in our health system and the health of American citizens, including reproductive health. And if we can't do that, then uh, we should ban Viagra. <laughs> I was hoping that would be there. Uh, let's go to Reverend Sandy calling us from L.A. on line one. Reverend Sandy, welcome. You're on with uh, our friend comedian Rhonda Hansom. How are you, Rev? Hi. So good to be uh, 
to be on with you. And I just find when Rhonda Hanson talks, my head is nodding yes. 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 Me too. Me too. <laughs> so um, I called Thank to you. talk about... Oh, you're amazing, Rhonda. Thank you so much for all you say, because it just makes my day to hear you talk. Um, I wanted to talk about the assault weapons ban. Please. And I wanted to say that what I don't think many people understand, and it's pretty gruesome, but I'm going to say it because it's gruesome. We need to know that the reason why the parents in Uvalde had to wait for DNA tests is because what an assault weapon can do to a child's body is obliterated. And those poor babies had to be in the room with their obliterated um, fellow students with the gunmen for all that time. Yeah. What I want us to know is that assault weapons, you can't go hunting with an assault weapon if you want to have dinner afterwards. Yeah. Do you know what I You're mean? Right. So I Correct. Just, I just really hope there's no civilian use. There is there is no civilian use for owning an AR-15. There's none. And I just really hope and wish and pray that we will get to the point where there's no military use for it either. Um, well, many yeah. years ago, many years ago, I shared a, a, a airplane row with a lieutenant from uh, the what was it the Iran Iraq war when was that a long time ago uh, been two of them, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. yeah no yeah the first one um, okay. and I was we were flying from uh, New York where he had visited his family back to Orange County where he was about to go back on duty and in that moment he shared with me that he was a young man himself in his 20 early 20s but he had responsibility for 18 year olds in his care in his charge mm. and he had uh that kind of weapon that marks the person and then the bullet finds the person right so you can do that from far away and his confession to me he knew i was a pastor but we were strangers so he felt safe in that moment to let me know how horrific it was to come upon the body that you had shot uh, and um, yeah, so I hate to bring everybody down. But no, not at all. No, I've said this many times, Sandy. Uh, listen, I I wish there was a way that we could see the bodies because if you if you could see the bodies of these children after they've been massacred by this machine of mass death, there'd be no debate. There'd be no it, just like if executions were on TV, there'd be no debate about the death penalty. We got to hit a break, Reverend Sandy. Thank you so much for calling. This is progress.